I've been ready, folks. Yeah, American we, nerds. We finally got it. We we finally got to the Batman. <laughs> this is the official American nerds review for the Batman. Yeah, probably with probably with um a No Way Home as like one of the biggest like films in terms of like the history of the show. The least. history of the yeah. show, uh, like our our our, our coming lives. up. <laughs> yeah, as you know working in the industry and talking about the things we love like the batman is batman as a character is very important to both of us and yeah this is we're we're talking about a brand new batman that's insane yeah it's been it's only been like 10 years <laughs> since we got the last one since we got the last solo the like, last solo one yeah I, yeah I, I don't I, count batman v superman as a batman movie like no and, and like that batman or you exists. know what uh, do we disregard lego batman we shouldn't because that is a good movie, and that is a Batman movie, and that is honestly a probably probably a stronger Batman movie than a lot of movies. Than a lot of Batman, a lot of Batman movies, a lot of superhero movies we've had. Yeah, yeah, true. It's no, no, no. Well, yeah, Batman exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but <laughs> maybe the better one compared to the Batman. <laughs> Regardless, we're very happy to finally talk about this movie after yeah. years, literal years of speculation. Uh, of obviously we're gonna be the director who's starring in it and everything. Is uh, it gonna be good? Yeah, uh, I'm Vic. <laughs> that's gonna, Raul. Yeah, I'm Raul. And this is gonna. I guess we're just gonna start off, you know, non-spoilery for a second. You know, probably pretty I think quickly. A, there is enough to talk about it. here where you can you can dive deep enough without spoiling it. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll get into spoilers as we usually do. Surprisingly enough, this isn't the kind of Batman film where there's much to spoil. Almost. Uh, yes and no. There are definitely parts of it that like you can obviously spoil, but like in general, this is the kind of Batman film that really like. It's so, like, well-lived in and so realized that, like, the revelations don't come as heavy-handed. Uh, with the exception of, like, probably one. Wait, well, yeah, the with the exception of one. But, like, not much of this film, like... It tells a complete story from start to finish. Yeah. And that's what I really appreciate yeah. from this. You know, and given that it's a mystery story centered on the Riddler killing people who are tied to the political history and, and big ties to Gotham's infrastructure. Like, that, it, it tells that story... From beginning to end, with like very minimal setup for like what could actually come next. This is very much its own movie. Look, yeah, what could come next? This is very much its own movie, while still feeling like it's part of a richer world. Yeah, which is really good. Like that, the best parts about like Lord of the Rings or anything that's like you know an adaptation of a of a popular uh, a franchise story or anything like that is that films like Lord of the Rings feel like films they mm-hmm. they feel standalone you can watch each lord of the rings film and enjoy them even though they're interwovenly connected you can still enjoy all of them in its own plane of just rich canon you know and the batman is by far one of the most well-realized versions of the character bruce wayne batman that we've ever seen on screen it's thankfully a batman movie that doesn't get overshadowed by more interesting villains this even though i'd argue you know like riddler is fucking fantastic and probably like almost everybody's pretty good in this to great colin farrow especially is he's probably out the, of this the world. closest thing to a standout yeah because he's just absolutely chewing the scenery yeah and it's he's not, having the most fun there and it's not even distracting which is in, which is awesome to me it's exactly what i was hoping for for a matt reeves movie which is why i'm happy that he ended up being the person you know they got for this at the end of the day because it's a very unconventional film in terms of like how it's handling its politics and how it's handling like the role of, you know, 
somebody like Batman yeah, in a how, city that's how... corrupt and destroyed like this that feels like it has no, you know, um, no hope whatsoever. It's one of the first Batman films to really feel truly balanced mm-hmm. in all in all of the cogs that make it work, and and also like, while also being like oddly comical and still like like effectively like it's not a dour film no, all the way through. The... Like it still has a lot of humor and levity to it that doesn't feel distracting. This is a fun film. Yeah, it's fun. This is like I told Raúl. This is in my opinion, one of the closer things we can get to like a true representation of what comic books, graphic novels are on film. Because mm-hmm. there a lot of misconceptions with uh, at least comic book movies nowadays, you know, when we talk about the MCU and, you know, just the general outlook on what superhero movies are. There, you know, there are these uh, kitty romps where it lacks any real individuality and it all serves to tell a... Like it's all kind of homogenous. Yeah, uh, homogenous. It, it, it's all kind of just mishmash into nothing. Mm-hmm. While with something like the Batman, it feels so focused in its style and its narrative, and now it all plays off with each other. That I don't think, out of everything we've seen so far in like these last, I don't know how many years of comic book movies, somehow. The world of the Batman feels more fleshed out than the MCU ever did. <laughs> In some ways, yeah. Like, goddamn, there's so much like to chew here to the point where, like, again, like we could talk about this movie perfectly without spoilers, and you still get the you you can still get the you get the gist of it. It's mm-hmm. it's great stuff, man. And like, I'm glad. I guess why don't we talk about you know what we just talked about right now, Matt Reeves? I I think his. Direction, because it's funny, because I uh, right before this, I finally finished like the mainline filmography from his work, um, with Let Me In, right before watching this on Friday. Have I seen all his movies? I think I have. Well, I mean, all the mainline ones. So you know, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Rise. Mm-hmm. No, not the Apes movies. Yes. No, Dawn and War. That's it. Yeah, Rise Dawn and War, Cloverfield, Let Me and In, and Let Me In. Yeah, you know, those are too. those are the main ones that he's directed that you know really show his like sense of storytelling in a very unconventional way he's definitely one of those he's definitely one of those filmmakers that takes the framework of a high budget film and like adds real weight you know yeah it it definitely feels more like a film than a blockbuster like i films yeah and and i i think with this it really shows probably not the fullest potential in some aspects of like how is uh of of his direction, but it does a pretty good job in it. You know, even though it does feel like at times like kind of like a seven, you know, inspire like it's definitely inspired by Seven and Zodiac, and which is not a bad thing. It, at it's all. not a bad thing, but it's still able to carry his sense of style and also like really nice sense of direction in terms of just like visually telling the story. Oh yeah, yeah. like and the, considering like you know. This is a pretty stripped back budget compared to a lot of superhero films. I I I think like the the budget on here is like about 150, 150 mil, which obviously really? is huge, but mm. it's not nothing compared to like you know what we get from Avengers or Iron yeah. Man or something like that. Um, I will say I, I I will say from a visual effects standpoint, you know like top notch shit. Well, I mean pretty pretty effective in trying to hide the fact that like a lot of it was just done in a soundstage with I think, the Mandalorian set. Like all those scenes where it's just in the fire escape. Not in the fire escape, the the scaffolding, 
with the bat symbol uh, with the bat signal. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that's the location on, for that, that. That's on the wraparound blue screen set for Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah the, the the fact that the bat signal is just like in the, stuck in the middle of the building. Oh yeah, like and just flashing randomly, and like either one of them show up whenever they need each other. I like that idea a lot. Or kind of just anybody just turns it on too. As I guess we like, see later in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like you know, going back to like let's try to stay focused here. Like going back to Matt Reeves mm-hmm. and like what he brought to just this interpretation of Batman. I love that he focused so much on the world building because Gotham is, if anything, Gotham is the main character of this film. Yeah. Even more so than Bruce. But without making it feel overstuffed, uh, overstuffed because no. that was the biggest worry. Because no. you have, obviously... This is the Batman, perfect encapsulation Riddler. of what a setting for a film should be. Yeah. But but at the same time, it's, you know, like, obviously we know we're getting a Penguin series out of this, a Gotham PD series, maybe an Arkham one. And now we're, like, you know, and you see all these characters at play when it comes to, you know, Conrad Falcone, uh, Falcone. Catwoman. Or yeah, Falcone. I I, keep I forget. Forgetting. I forget that both Roz and Falcone are just miss uh, miss um, miss uh, mispronunciations from the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, no, I I because for get years it. I was saying Raz Al Ghul, but it's Raish. Yeah, no, I, I I always forget that yeah, too. And for now, me, it's Falcone. And, yeah, and yeah. And now it's you know it, in reality he's always been Falcone. Yeah, just to emphasize a little bit more of how Italian he is. So Italian. Yeah, <laughs> but also Penguin. And we will get know, to and, him later. Yeah, but like Penguin, all these. Multiple villains being, you know, at the focal point of this movie at various parts, and it doesn't feel like crowded. It doesn't feel like a Spider-Man three effect. You no, know, it not doesn't at feel all. like it's it's suffering over the weight. And for a movie that's almost three hours long, which I was kind of dreading, not gonna lie, going into this movie, it felt like too. It, it felt very smooth. You know, even the second act, which I know has its criticisms and it's not the best part of the film. It's still pretty interesting. And I think the bridge between the second and the third act is where I found the most issues. Yeah, it, it's just for me, like. It, it was always engaging, mm-hmm. and even for the mystery aspect of it all, like it was, it, it was captivating, and it kept me on my toes, you know, throughout each throughout Defin- the entire time. I Definitely, was the mystery aspect of it wasn't the thing that like got me hundred percent on board while watching it because I there was a sense that I kind of felt a little dissatisfied towards the end with a lot of I guess the grand revelations. I was never this isn't a mystery movie. That's what we, that, that that's I guess like what people need to go in. Knowing this is a detective film about a detective figuring out the clues. We know what's going on. We know who's doing this. Mm -hmm. We know the gist of why he's doing it. But it's just a matter of watching this guy figure it out. And I I guess that's the grand difference between, you know, what I expected going in with, like, the detective aspect of the film and what I got. Not to say one is better than the other and I, you know, not to say that this didn't work. But there's definitely a sense that... I guess parts of the narrative kind of felt almost short-lived. Yeah, which is what you can kind of expect when you have this many cooks in the kitchen. Could be. For something like this. And also, at the end of the day, big-budget Batman movie. Obviously, it's not going to be you know 100% solely an alter you know, vision. It's very close to it, but like I think this is the best compromise I think we this, could get. I think this was the version Bat- Matt wanted. I don't think there's a four-hour cut of this anywhere. Yeah. I, I think this is exactly what Matt wanted. Like I can understand the criticisms of people just wanting an R-rated Batman film as opposed to this one being PG-13. It kind of felt like it needed it sometimes, though. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the way, like, specifically the there's, scene there's where you some get the pro- voice recording. Uh, like, you just you hear the Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well, okay, well, spoiler. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll yeah. get to that in a little I mean, bit. Okay, but, like, there's... 11.30. I'm going to mark that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, there's there's some parts in it that feel like the, the movie, so without getting into it in a second, is surprisingly kind of Saw-inspired uh, as well. Yeah, And right? you can kind of feel like there was some stuff that was cut out for that. But at the same time, like, I understand it. Uh, look, in my opinion, I feel like an R-rated Batman movie would have still made bank. 
regardless of 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 it being Batman's you always know, been a character that like called cartoon. for stories like that. His stories were always mature, rated R shit. Yeah. One of the last versions of the Joker was him cutting his own face off and stapling it back. Yeah, come on, man, you know. <laughs> but this is, but this is a good. Com- Again, this is. A, I think this is ends up being a good compromise. There's stuff that gets sacrificed, obviously, but like I don't think people need to get so up in arms the fact that this isn't an R-rated movie. You know, maybe it might be for the sequel. Who knows? It has all the potential to be. Uh, yeah, and I think, and I think WB should be at a point where there should be they should be comfortable enough greenlighting something like that, especially with a character like Batman, because mm-hmm. like. Singularly, there's besides Spider Man, there's never been a character that's brought solely so much bank to the box office in Batman or Spider Man. You know, yeah. like they've done God's work for for <laughs> for for the superhero movies for years, and like the fact knowing all that and kind of going into a new Batman film with that history behind it, Reeves is still able to chip away some ca- some form of originality through Robert Pattinson. As Bruce Wayne, Batman, more. Le- Let me just again. say, he is Batman. This film, yeah. This is, and I think this is one of the best parts of Reeves's take. I think Reeves is going at this entire cinematic universe type thing from the perspective of Batman, because so, any any time we get anything Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne related, it's either directly tied to something towards Batman or it just gets cut off completely because we're just going back tonight. We want to see he, he Batman wants to get back into the suit and just start, you know, tearing shit up. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess it's a good time opportunity to start talking about the cast. Robert Pattinson is Bruce Wayne. He's great. He's, I, he and, is and, and, and I think it's obviously because of his performance that makes it more. And obviously it's hard cause when you're comparing him to fucking Christian Bale and ben this Affleck is and a hard Keaton. performance for any actor to do. Oh, obviously. But at the same time, he's able to make it his own while like not being not straight, not striving, not, not being li- too far from the light. Well, of Batman. Well, no, that uh, what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is oh. that like, it's, he's able to not, um, uh, get his spotlight taken away. You know, from other really good people in this cast, because Zoe Kravitz also fantastic as as Selena Kyle. I think maybe a little undercooked, probably, but you know, no really, fault of her own though. Yeah, no, she definitely. That, I think it's just a problem with the script. She personified know? the character really well. I again, again, parts of the script like I felt like could have been more fleshed out, but in terms of just her, she brought a lot of personality to Catwoman, Selena Kyle, and it was. It was the right interpretation for a character that's just been so, like, brutally, like, just... just Like, uh, fucked over by this world. Yeah. Yeah. Not even just, like, not even in the context of the film, but just, like, meta, you know, how Mm. writers have, you know, used Catwoman in the past. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is 100%, like, one one of the better modern retellings of this character. And... At the same time, I could also say the same thing with you know John Turturro as uh, as Falcone, uh, Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon is just great. It felt like a buddy cop movie. Felt like I was watching Lethal Weapon with the scenes with him. This and is exactly so what good. this is exactly how I imagined them working together in the comics. Yeah, even I think Andy Serkis as Alfred might be the like underdog in this movie more so because obviously he doesn't get that much to do. In this, but I really like his Black performance. Sheep, I'd say is a better term. Underdog yeah. is, you know, is more like, oh, you don't expect him to I, be good. Well, okay, he's the one that you don't. I, I feel like he's the one we that's the not going to get like him. the most praise from. We get know? the least from him, and that's more that that's obviously a narrative uh, issue. But what we do get from him and the way 
him and Bruce interact with each other. It's distinct and it's and it's it, a different it, take. It yeah, it feels really it, and it's really well done by yeah uh, and like by circus and like this is like I the implications of his backstory with like the scar, the cane, the mm-hmm. some things he says to Bruce. I buy it yeah. with this with Andy Circus. I buy like well because Andy Circus looks like a war veteran. Yeah, <laughs> you know like yeah. like I I I completely buy like his his whole. Uh, there's reasoning some, as to why he's taking care of Bruce and like how he sees everything and like why he cares. I I buy that all. There's an element in the relationship that I wish we could have gotten more in, but I'll leave that in a little bit. But again, let me get to the vil- more of the villains here. All right, Farrell, great as chewed it up completely, straight up just Italian. How man. you doing? Hey, you you put that fucking thing away from my face. I'll yeah. spray cat. Hey. Hey. I'll spray paint you. <laughs> you, 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 you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so good. My own so good. <laughs> And it's like it's the right amount of camp that doesn't feel out of place. And like I was, a, like, I will happily watch a fucking show with this man. Hundred <laughs> percent, I will. Oh, I was always Colin Farrell in a Batman movie is fucking perfect. That's literally made for me. Yeah. But like, I kind of, I, I was a little disappointed that they didn't go with like more of the Irish accent for like nah, for for it. what they've done before, like in the Arkham games. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, this is great. This is great. I, I, I love, I love this. It's it's so nice. <laughs> we then, just, we actually just saw a leaked clip from the movie on YouTube. Like it's like an interaction between uh, hey, Batman. Why are you showing me this thing? Hey, hey, come on! Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Hey, what are you doing? I just hate data. <laughs> it's literally a fucking Nick Mullen caricature. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I can't wait for them to talk about this movie. Uh, they probably they won't. <laughs> uh, but so they can just make fun of it. Probably just stabby. But I gotta stabby, say, stabby. it's it's hard because. For me, Robert Pattinson's probably, obviously, probably the 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 MVP of the whole film, but that's also very, very. I'm very, very conflicted with it with Paul Dano as Riddler because I really like his performance in it as well. It's just, it is, it's, it's very great. much. It, it it fits the world perfectly, but it's also just such a weird, offbeat, like downright just like this, like disturbing interpretation throughout the entire time and obviously there's a little bit of camp to it uh, with Daniel's performance but it works perfectly you know especially in I one feel like scene every Batman just, villain, it's, it's just like the perfect encapsulation of like why I love the movie so much I mean every Batman villain kind of needs a little bit of camp for it to work you get well me? they have to be yeah you know, one of them's like, a fucking crocodile yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but especially on film you know like paint like you know as like dark and like toned back serious the Nolan films were like they're still like campy and stuff. obviously you know Joker being just a fucking dickhole like you yeah. know just, just being very like, like um the uh, I was about to say the Bane, uh, the Bane. Uh, no Bane just being like just a, a, a proper chap like just, yeah. you just you know very uh you, you know like, there is a certain level of funniness to every villain adaptation we've gotten in live action but like the way Paul Dano comes does it is entertaining yet very unsettling mm-hmm. and like it's also because even, he's just visually Paul Dano that's oh the thing. <laughs> yeah yeah no it's just a big mangly dude <laughs> I guess another fault of the movie maybe it's not the movie but just the marketing because mm-hmm. goddamn, they showed every cool part of the this movie in the trailers. Oh yeah, that's, and I really fucking hate that. That's just how it is. But like to the point where it was almost like gratu- gratuitous. Mm-hmm. There wasn't many scenes that caught me off guard i i will say thankfully yeah but but like thankfully for me when i was watching it it wasn't one of those movies it wasn't one of those theater experiences where i was watching the scene and thinking oh when is this scene supposed to come in i wasn't thinking that when i was watching it and thankfully that kind of like savored my experience yeah with it 
Yeah, but I I, gonna, I get what you're saying. It, like, it's just it's just the it's just how advertising is now with with these films. I kind of wish I felt like that mm-hmm. going into it, but like the thing is, I I had that fear going in. You know, just like like the idea that like oh, what if they just showed all the cool parts in the movie mm-hmm. in the trailers? And like unfortunately they did. So maybe like a part of me kind of felt held. Part of me kind of felt held back from a certain experience that I could have had better with this. Yeah. If it wasn't for, like, pretty terrible marketing, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Great trailers, but, like, goddamn. That first, they should have just sent a very different variations of that first trailer should have been it. They yeah. just started showing way too much at a certain point. Well, that's also the fact that, like, this movie should have been out, what, two years ago? <laughs> yeah, fucking Halloween. <laughs> uh, whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Regardless. This is a perfect Halloween movie, too. No, it's a great Halloween yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Also, the fact that it also takes place on Halloween. I mean, yeah. I guess, like, we get to talk about other aspects of the film besides the cast, which everyone, again, did amazing. Um, the fucking, I think, hot take, the best shot Batman film we've had. Oh, Greg yeah. Frazier absolutely fucking killed it. I mean, what Beautiful. do you expect from the guy that did Dune? Yeah, like, Zero Dark Thirty. Like, they, like, there's a certain scene in this movie um, which is in the trailers, but you don't get the full context of it yet. Um, that is just gorgeous. Oh, you're talking about the Beretta scene? The, Where, the, uh, the flare oh, scene. Oh, the flare scene. Oh, okay. For me, I was thinking of how they present the the hallway fight. The one that you see oh, in the trailers. Oh, that was great. Yeah. That is just from start to finish. It's like, how the fuck did they do that? Oh, dude. And it, like, just they, like, there's some shit, there's some shit in this movie that just feels so fucking cool. It's just like the trifecta. And innovative, too. They, you, you, they put a fucking GoPro on Batman. No, dude. <laughs> like, scene. the trifecta of just what you need to make Batman just. For you to understand, like, the, the full weight of what Batman is and how he, like, interacts in the world, you get, you know, obviously Matt Reeves' vision fucking um greg frazier's aesthetic look and all accompanied with michael giacchino's beautiful score definitely probably one of his best oh yeah 100 percent. yeah and just like the way it like captures batman's just like manliness and like and like like broodingness but still feel tragic and like you know a little like sad the fact that he put fucking ave maria in the Riddler's theme without Perfect. like making it seem tacky or like amazing Spider-Man too. Oh my God. <laughs> it, it, it worked perfectly. I never had any doubts at all, but that, that was the only, that was the thing I was worried. I was going to only remember, you know, as the case with a lot of superhero scores, like I was only going to remember the Batman theme because it was the one we kept hearing, you know, ever since the movie started filming. But thankfully, like it's, not just that, Selena's theme is also pretty sad and really good. The car chase scene. The car chase scene. Oh, God. The score for that is fantastic. Amazing. And just like, not only that, it's just like, you know, like Also, how, really good car chase scene at yeah, night. Yeah, dude. How, like, the three of them, that trifecta, like, completely just contextualizes this insane car chase where the Batmobile feels like an actual living beast. Mm-hmm. The way it... Bro, when Batman fucking checked them with the Batmobile... When he like revved it and started it and like stalled it, it's like he he, he literally just like, come on, let's go. That's let's go, a, pussy. Oh God, that's, he was literally yeah. telling them, dude. He was literally telling them, get in your fucking cars. We're gonna have fun. Yeah. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Like, let's get nuts. Like, <laughs> oh, and they get nuts. Oh, duty. But yeah, I also love. How and long Batman might have killed a few people <laughs> by that's, accident. That's the other thing. Like, it's kind of hard to make these movies without collateral damage. Well, you okay. know, <laughs> but that but that's the thing. I also admire that given the context of what happens in the third act where like 
I guess we can go into spoilers at this point. Do you want to? Is there anything else we're missing? Not, talk about talk about the shot, the cinematography, amazing. Not not really. Score. Like we we talked about some of our like pros and cons with it. Like great for editing. Me, Probably, definitely one of the best films of the year so far. Oh, yeah, I love you it. You know, really great Batman movie. I, I want to watch it again. I'll probably watch it again in, like, HBO Max or something me with being, my brother. Me being the biggest Batman fan I know, I'm completely satisfied. Yeah. And I think if I'm satisfied, I think any Batman fan that's not Republican will be satisfied. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, there's also that. But, you know. Hilarious. I, we'll get to that. I really don't think that's going to. I really hope that's not going to catch too, it's too just much, you know, storm. It's just because we're not going to hear the end of woke, sparkly Batman. Ben. Like, yeah. we're not going to hear the end of it. And yeah. it's so annoying. Yeah, it's just... Just don't need to interact with this motherfucker. We don't. You don't. You just you enjoy, enjoy what we get because, goddamn, it's so good. Yeah. Spoilers. Any, let's talk spoilers. Anybody can, anybody can steal Is ben there anything? Shapiro's I feel life. like I'm missing well, something sorry. before we get into spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're missing something before we get into spoilers. Um, no, I mean, not really. It's like, for me, I it was, from start to finish, a very solid, fun, standalone-ish movie that... I could definitely I I love the influences all throughout and it's made me happy to actually like watch a comic book movie again. It makes me excited you know? for Or actually no, to watch a Batman movie again that still feels fresh and unique. I mean I was yeah, exa- I was never not excited for a new Batman movie. Anytime a new Batman movie is going to get announced, I'm there. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we f- we got a Batman movie that feels different and feels like feels like a Matt Reeves movie too, it, which makes me really happy. It feels like a film somebody wanted to make, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't feel. It doesn't feel like a film that was shopped out. Mm-hmm. And that, that that especially being a DC fan for the last fucking half a decade, you know, it feels good that we're getting this now. Yeah, DC is very much on top. Like yeah. at, at this point, like they're they're at a point where like they understand the movies they need to make. Well, I mean that that's that's how I've kind of seen them for the last couple of years. They're mainly people like they're mainly now a. F- Focusing on films. quality, yeah, they're, they're focusing more on quality than, quantity. than, are, than quantity, which yeah. I, I, I admire. Yeah, like fuck, even Peacemaker. I know you haven't fi- seen Peacemaker. I finished it. You finished it? Yes. Oh shit, we need to talk about Peacemaker. Oh then. fuck, do we talk about it in this episode, or no, should we, we just wait? Uh, should we talk about it? That's what I was gonna say. Should we just make this a double DC special? I love how we're just making these plans up on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even a little bit of Peacemaker. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I liked Peacemaker a lot. Peacemaker was great. Yeah, it's fantastic. And like. No, and we can work in this into review before we get into spoilers. Just like the direction DC has gone with fully embracing just fucking a multiverse. People the, are ready for this shit. This is they all, just want to see good movies. They yeah. don't care if, it, if there's continuity. That or <laughs> that in the fact that like we know this is dumb, silly comic book shit. At least more so in the case of Peacemaker. So might as well appreciate the fact that it why is dumb comic book why shit. Why don't just we make something make, crazy about it? Like I love the approach. Is like why don't we make content for off fronts mm-hmm. why don't we make the movies that everybody wants to see besides the Superman movie why don't we <laughs> you know give people what they want besides the Superman movie yeah. you know like I want a Superman movie I fucking would I saw on Twitter something about like oh how do you make a brand new Superman in the modern age a depression era Superman starring John Hamm <laughs> that's the thing you might, you might as well just go full on Fleischer yeah just make a fucking Brad Bird live action movie <sighs> Just have it be the old Fleischer cartoons. I don't know if I trust Brad Bird anymore. Well, all right, Brad Bird esque. You know what okay, I mean? Like yeah. that. Like Brad Bird is synonymous with like old school animation. To be honest, at least with, like when you think of like Iron Giant or even like Tomorrowland. To be honest, know? if they're gonna make a Superman movie, I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about Superman now. But yeah. like, I think the the right step would be if they aren't gonna continue with Henry Cavill, which I feel like they they should continue with both. They should make a literally. Brand new Superman. Por qué no los dos? We're getting Keaton literally in six we're getting, months. We're getting. <laughs> 
No, we're getting two Batmans in one movie. <laughs> we're getting Affleck and Keaton. Yeah. Why can't we have Cavill and whoever else you want to get? I know we're, we're still we're gonna get that that at the Black Superman film. That's still gonna happen. That's cool. That's Is cool this supposed idea. to be a TV show? Last I heard, Project the Michael B. Jordan one, right? Yeah. He's yeah, producing yeah. that. Not mm. acting. He's producing that. Mm. But what? What's the problem with that? I would love to see just a fucking wild new inter- interpretation of Superman that sticks to the roots of the character, but it's just new context, a full fleshed out world. This idea of making, instead of making a grand cinematic universe with all these characters, focus it on these characters. What makes what makes these characters so great and what has made them last the test of time? Mm-hmm. And if this, if what we got by the end of Batman in terms of, thematically what it means i'm not talking about like any like oh secret like uh easter eggs or what's the next villain or anything like that just thematically where we end off batman is the most it's it's the most understanding i've seen a filmmaker have of that character and i think there's nowhere up from here i hope nowhere but up from here I, i like i hope we get a fucking sequel greenlit like with a release date within like the next two days, or, I think it's uh, within like, like a, the timing of this recording. I don't think we're yeah. gonna get another one until twenty twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, and I, I, and and I want that. I want I want I want them all to grow a bit. Just like let like I I just mm. give me that. Like I get that, but at the same time, I'm also of the same opinion of like. Oh, crunch time Spider-Man 2 era of just, okay, let's bookmark a sequel and two years from now. This is also a kind of thing, a, a thing that kind of personally relates to us, you mm-hmm. and me. This is the, this is, we are living now. This is the first time we're getting a new Batman era at the same time we're delving into our careers. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, I feel like both of us are going to tap into this world. Hopefully, professionally, God, and like nice. I and like when the movie ended, my I was watching with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I looked at my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm gonna work on a Batman movie. Yeah, it's gonna happen. And like I'm at a point where like that's never been more realistic. You know? Yeah. No. And that like in any capacity, in any capacity. Same with and me. Like, I, I'm I. As much I, as like, I am it, a fan, it makes me inspired. As you much know, as, more so than anything else, to actually like delve into you know our dreams and yeah. into what we want to do. Because like filmmaking. you know, uh, before we get into spoilers, uh-huh. just ra- I think this is a good wrap up to like a, a good review of the Batman without spoiling it. Wrap it up like that. Mm-hmm. Batman is so close to me as a person. Yeah, he's a comic, but he's a fucking crazy dude who beats up mentally ill people and about to. Yeah, I get that, but like. All the stories and all the uh, themes and all the resolutions and ideas that Batman has stood for and how flexible he is as a character where you can really implement any story to him and it can work. I feel like if it wasn't for Batman as a concept, as a character, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Loving film, trying to make films. And I feel like this Batman movie, it feels like almost a new chapter in both my life as a fan of cinema and, you know, narratives and stories, but as a maker of film. Yeah. It and just shows like, how malleable, that, thankfully, it still shows how malleable he is as a character, where you can kind of make really any story about Batman. And, like, and it, it can still work. And, like, there's. I don't think there's just a character that inspires me more than Batman. Mm-hmm. And I left that movie feeling inspired. Yeah. 
I the same teared, with me. Like there's a certain like I guess a little monologue towards the end that had that moved me, mm-hmm. like moved me to tears because it was just. It, it's just it's nice knowing that the people making your favorite character get it. Yeah. And these people and Reeves and company fucking gets it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be happier with the Batman. Same here. Yeah. I could be happier with the Batman. Like, look, no movie's perfect. No movie's perfect at all. But, but that's that's the beauty in it. At least the, they it you know, at least we have something that we could like chew on. And it's it, it just makes me like happy to finally like. This is definitive. It, it, it's this is def- a definitive Batman. It it definitely is in its own more respect. so than ever before. But I was just saying, like the you know the add on to what you were just talking about, like it makes me inspired to you know create and write my own stories. You know whether they end up being Batman stories or not. You know it it is nice to know that like even through the conventions of you know big franchise blockbuster based IP based you know media. Like, you could still make stories that feel original and fresh and exciting, you know, that are still telling you something that, you know, that, that, that are still telling you something that has, you know, depth to it, which I like. All right, so how do we start off with spoilers Oof. with this? I guess let's we'll just start off with the fact that, oh, shit, the main villain of this movie is just a choir boy. <laughs> I guess we can also start off where, like, it, where... This is one of the first Batman movies, not the first, but like where he clearly lost. Oh yeah. He clear like the Riddler like personally Riddler feels like he lost because you know he he wasn't able to get Batman on his side that kind of thing, but like he, he still fucked up the city completely. Objectively yeah. fucking five stars mate. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> effective. <laughs> effective kills. Like, like people drowned in j- like that's the thing. <laughs> that that's the thing. That that's exactly why I was I I, w- I was so happy with somebody like, you know, Matt Reeves being considered at, at the very at the very least He felt like he could give like consequence. That. Yes. You know? And and like with realistic stakes where it's like, you know, this version of Batman obviously isn't invincible. The city isn't invincible. These cast Dude. members aren't invincible. They can't really, like, they can't really, you know, save the whole city all at once in a predicament like that. I love... Like, look... The fact a, that it starts off with a fucking narration, him specifically saying, I can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. Amazing. Uh-huh. Amazing. Uh-huh. And it's... And, it's, and to tack that on to the fact that the third act is essentially... A massive flood around the entire perimeter of the oh, city. fucking Chinatown. Like. Yeah, people literally straight up drowning and everything. And you still get a bit of a glimmer of hope by the end of it. You it know, feels with, like, like the Arkham. Fl- it feels like Arkham City. It feels yeah. like the end of a video game. No, it's like, but, but, fucked. but it, like, but if, if <laughs> it feels, yeah, like like you said, it feels like it has actual consequence to it, which makes it even better. It doesn't feel like there is no look. For as much as for as optimistic as the ending kind of is with like Batman's relationship with the people of Gotham, after the fact, shit's after not the gonna fact, be easy. Shit's not gonna be easy. But the fact, but at the same time, like it's not a typical we saved the world scenario. People died. There was a massive fucking flooding. The mayor almost got shot on her election night to death. <laughs> I thought she died actually. Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I thought she sort of got murked. But yeah, no, dude, and like. like it, it it's it's such a weird way to end off a movie, and thankfully that's at least to end a Batman movie or a mainline superhero movie. And I'm thankful that you know that was still left intact. This felt like a for comic something like book. this, genuinely mm-hmm. a standalone graphic novel Earth One story. Yeah, where it ends and like there is a clear world there, and it's clearly set up, but there's so much more room to grow 
in it. Like there's, I just love the, I love that aspect of the third act. The bridge in between where I felt like a lot of the narrative beats kind of just kept vomited onto the screen almost Mm -hmm. where kind of almost felt like, um, uh, maybe just kind of talking to the audience, explaining what the story was specifically that's, Sorry that I'm uh, burping. Uh, specifically, that scene where they're um, they're talking to Selena at in the bat signal, and she's going over her voice message, and it's like Carmine Falcon. It's Carmine Falcon just fucking absolutely just literally just vomiting the the exposition away. Yeah. Of like you know clearing up every any fucking like loose end there is. It, it felt it, it felt cheap. Um, a certain I guess reveals along the mystery kind of felt. Not obvious, but like cheap, you know. It just felt like, oh yeah, it, you it just sh- so happened to find one of the chat rooms that you know Riddler, you know, did so and so about. Like, I don't know. Like, well, the, for me, the, it's it's not so the much script as that. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry uh-huh. for cutting you up, but the script just wasn't as tight as I wish it could have been. I I kind I kind of agree, but not more so in the fact with um with with the Riddler element of it in that third act. It's more so like, and it kind of plays with how quote unquote still unexperienced Batman is as a character or Bruce is as a character in the where we when we see him in this film like that weird fake out that double reveal fake out of like him going to Falcone and him uh, and Falcone telling him yeah Maroney plotted the kill to your family followed immediately by the scene with Bruce and Alfred and Alfred telling him no that was bullshit it's the exact opposite no no you're good yeah it's like it, it felt like there was there was more. It felt like there was more time for that to resonate with Bruce and let the audience sit with that, you know. But it kind of felt like, it kind of felt like it was just kind of brushed away immediately. You the, know? Well, literally, with just in the in the span of one one scene. conversation, <laughs> like in the span. Even of though the this scene is a conversation right that Alfred's been hit, like hiding from Bruce for the last what twenty eight years, yeah. Like that, however, however old this Bruce is, I wish we had more of that grounded, like partner relationship. That we got earlier on in the film between Alfred and Bruce, like when he's just like cracking codes together. Yeah, cracking the codes and everything. Like I, I that was so cool. I wish I, we got a little bit more of that. I feel like we're gonna get more of that when Bruce realizes that he really can't, he can't help this city. He can't help a city flooding by dressing around in a bat suit. He yeah. needs to go out there and actually do something. Which is why I think maybe the Robin element might be a pretty good thing. If they do choose to go that route with a sequel, so we were talking about that um, before starting the show, obviously because you know we, there's no way we can talk about Batman before we recording this shit. <laughs> like, if they were to go do a Robin route with uh, this version of Bruce, instead of going the father son element, d- tapping into the father son element of it, I think there's plenty of opportunity for them to go like brother little brother type of thing with dick they could like get this 15 year old kid i think 15 or 16 is a good age for this like a, ki- a kid who's just completely lost and like is thematic down the same path bruce is but bruce maybe sees a little bruce sees a light that bruce lost when he was young that he doesn't want it to be lost in this kid thematically you kind of see some shades of that with him and like how he just looks at the other at the young boy whose uh, dad goes killed the mayor oh yeah this is a yeah. sympathetic bruce this yeah. is like this is the bruce that i can see like actually taking in a kid and like helping him yeah not christian bell's bruce <laughs> he, he'd fucking just pay for an orphanage like yeah. 
<laughs> it, it was just so funny because we were talking about the fact that like oh yeah what if every like when you're in, watching a batman movie every little unnamed kid is just somehow dick grayson yeah there's a, a little Robin. kid in a batman film that, that he's dick grayson it was like, so funny because like the same kid pops up the same kid from earlier in the multiple movie times. um he pops up multiple times throughout the movie and in the last big moment where you know the, the inspire the super big inspiring moment where uh the batman flare. has the flare and he's guiding the people out of the out of the sewage and uh, the, the water and wreckage really nice but i was seated next to a fucking idiot in my theater who was just like upon seeing that kid immediately was like oh my god that's robin but like with the most se- with the 100 percent seriousness and it was the funniest fucking thing to me i was blessed <laughs> with a beautiful silent theater that's so nice like literally not a single peep nobody cheered there was no laughing not a single thing it was I, beautiful. I, I the only time I was kind of like okay with that with my theater was when the, uh they were like we were all kind of collectively laughing because it was pretty funny the whole El Rata La Rata scene. Oh yeah, with Penguin, Genius. which is just so fucking funny. Just like they felt like complete fucking idiots. Yeah. Oh my. And goodness. Batman is like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> which I really like. It does show how inexperienced no, Batman is. No, at like times. Batman's just like like to himself fuck, and then Gordon's like, God damn it! Like yeah. he just pissed <laughs> like. I also love their relationship. A lot. You know, it's great. It's like, so it's so nice. I love. I, I love the fact that he doesn't even call. Like, yeah, he calls him Batman and stuff like that. But like, Gordon nah, comes man. off as like so casual. Yeah, yeah, man. You you got a car too? Damn, <laughs> this guy's loaded. Like, <laughs> I I love I love how chill he is. He's such a bro. Like Jeffrey Wright's such a bro. I like the <laughs> I I love the trust. Uh huh. The trust that you see when he t- when he like punches Batman's chest and he's like, you gotta hit me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like. I also. Which is also why I appreciate the fact that this isn't a humorless film. I like the fact that the episode, um, episode, like that line, you get the resolution of that line. It was like, you could have pulled your punches a little bit. I, I was. Did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Also, I'm so happy we didn't get a, excuse me, a gravelly Bruce Wayne. Perfect. Batman gravelly voice. Batman voice. He sounded like a genuine noir detective. Yeah. In the best ways possible. And like, I like that. The like, I don't know. This is maybe just me or maybe Matt Reed will try to do. But I like that. Like his collar kind of felt like a trench coat collar. Yeah. You know, like it was just like, like just kind of like, you know, it, I, I think it, him it played bit. off more with the gothic aesthetic, but definitely kind of reminded me of like the Wojak meme of like, please, babe, you're not a, you're not a, for, you're not a forties detective. Beat it. Toots. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it was great. I, I, it's just like, like I was saying before, I don't think anyone has looked better in a bat suit. Maybe Baflick. Even then, Baflick always looked weird in his cowl. Especially like the BVS cowl. Kind of looked like he, he had no neck. Definitely better than how he looked in Justice League, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. I've, I've always 100%. liked that suit more than Justice League. The BVS cowl is still my... F- the BVS suit is still my favorite live-action bat suit. That's fucking... Yeah. Fucking spot I, on. I, I, I like this one a lot. I, I like how, even with the gadgets, it's pretty minimal, too. I love the usage of that. Like, this yeah. is like... This I, actually I, like, felt like I, a I Batman that uses gadgets. But it's you know? funny because I didn't even realize until he actually uses it that's like that like he he only has one batarang. Yeah. And it's just the one in his chest. Sh- I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's super cool. I but um And it's huge. It's ga- fucking massive. Gadget wise, obviously, you know, the, the cool the coolest one of the bunch is the contact lens. Detect- that's just recording the detective everything. mode. Yeah. It's fantastic. Awesome. And it's li- and it's also colored in the same like filter that it's used in the Arkham Asylum games when you're look when you're looking for like the Tabasco breath. Yeah. The Tabasco residue uh following an Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I love that it's colored like that. I love that he can record shit. One of my favorite like little like uh, jokey moments in the film is when they're uh it's like the first uh, detective uh scene in the film where he's like looking over the crime scene. He notices a blood stain on the floor and then the um 
the uh, forensic analyst uh, like with the camera like notices and takes a picture right after, <laughs> like showing that like yeah, Batman's way better at this job than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's just like he just carries himself with such presence. It's like he looks like a fucking painting whenever he's on like whenever there's just shots of Batman. That one shot. Also, of the fact him, that there's more footage of him. At least there's more sequences of him in the suit than he. Is like a just, stuntman. <laughs> well, no, then then he is in regular Bruce Wayne attire, you know, which is also really good. I was gonna say, the the scene where um they arrest Edward, mm-hmm. um and and uh Bruce is looking through the glass through the uh through the glass and it's like uh, raining and shit like that. It li- it felt like one of the cinematic trailers for Arkham City. Yeah, the way he looked out and like this is a this is an Arkham Asylum Batman dude. Like this is straight out of video game with the gadgets, that, detective mode, the de- like the, the the whole detective element. That third he act looks also so... looked like an Arkham map too. Yes. Did you notice like the green yes. lights look like fucking little yes. <laughs> like Riddler trophies dude. in the background? Dude, <laughs> the fact that he was fucking like the the fact that he used like uh smoke to to hide himself and he was grappling through surrounded everything. by nothing but snipers. Just, the fucking oh, grapple hook goes through some guy's knee. <laughs> like, oh, dude, it's it's insane. I would still party at the Iceberg Lounge, though. That looks like a Oh, my God. It looks place. so fun. Yeah, Even yeah. though, like, you're literally dancing next to fucking people dressed up in bats and Tony Soprano and people getting shot all no, over the place. No, and <laughs> the fact that it's, like, an old meat market under a bridge. Yeah. Fucking. Um, it's just the aesthetics. That's Tweedledee and Tweedledum, that's, right? That's Tweedledee and Tweedledum, right? Yeah, uh, I just saw I was, them as the twins, but yeah, that's a good call. That I was really, call. I was really hoping for Batman to just. I kind of wanted this. I was expecting kind of this Batman to be a little more sassy than like the rest of them. Like he just makes fun of like villains sometimes, where he's like, <laughs> "Who are you, Twiddle D?" Like, oh, no. <laughs> all right, that'd be. I, 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 I like. Man, I, I, I just loved about like almost everything about this movie. To yeah, be dude. And I, I think the only thing, obviously, yeah, you know, we talked about this. We're, I think we're of two sides of this. Is obviously the big Joker. Okay. at the end i think that is it felt like mark webb shot that scene that is like, the biggest spoiler i of the feel film. bad that's 100 yeah. the biggest spoiler of the film and i go many ways with it even though i i side more on the on the i'm okay with this your side more on the like you didn't want to see this happen i just didn't think we needed it but at the same time i get reeves's Take. reasoning for it where it's like it's this is also obviously you know this ends up becoming a trilogy which <laughs> okay if it's definitely gonna be um you know, it is. This is as much a origin story for the villains as it is for you know Batman, right? Like becoming who he really is. Because Matt Reeves talked about this when the movie came out. IGN released an interview of him specifically talking about the fact that this is Joker. This, yeah, hundred percent. This is Joker, but not as we know it. Uh huh. But it, and I'm I I get that. But for me, it just feels like had you just took that scene out completely, had you just not had Barry Cohen in there at all. You know, like it felt, it would have felt more like a standalone, disconnected movie. Like obviously, the film hints at you know Penguin's rise to power and whatever the fuck is going to happen with this no man's land interpretation of Gotham now that it's under martial law. But you know, I, I literally almost—it's feeling like it's picking up where the Dark Knight Rises left off. It, it took the best part, the more interesting parts of Dark Knight Rises, and made it more interesting. Yeah, yeah, especially with Riddler's arc as a as a you know government like a, as a conspiracy theorist villain. The interesting part of everything involving Barry Cohen, Barry Keegan as mm-hmm. Joker, is the fact that this wasn't the only scene. Now, yeah, there's the another one. Part. Yeah, so which apparently is going to get released where he where Pattinson has an encounter, like a Hannibal Lecter esque interaction, yeah. interaction with this guy. Which the way it's described and 
where I personally, how I personally feel like it could have fit in the grand narrative of the film, I'm really pissed off that they cut it. So, the scene being described by Matt Reeves in that interview, which I highly recommend, it's a really insightful, it's a really cool video of him just describing uh, what his take for Joker is, uh, which harkens back to Joker's original uh, in, uh, inspirations, uh, a la Conrad Veidt. Yeah, uh, from Men, uh, the man who laughs, which is about a man who who uh, um, chronically cannot stop smiling. Mm-hmm. He, he's born with a disease that prevents him from not smiling, prevents him from uh, doing anything else. Um, which I hope if they do end up doing Joker in this next movie or whenever he shows up again, like double down on that. I I, I hope they don't double down on that sort of shit. Like it, no, it's, I hope it, they double down on that. I don't know. It's that sort of shit that made me annoyed, like get annoyed at the Joker movie looking back. You know, like, oh, the fact that Arthur has to carry around cards and shit to explain why he's laughing. It just reminds me of, like, typical, like, explainy, you know, shit with characters that I feel like didn't, doesn't need to go, doesn't need to get explained. It you wasn't know? in the film, though. Well, I'm talking about in the Joker movie. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if they do end up doing something like that mm-hmm. with this version of Joker, I, I hope that's not the case. I, I, like, I feel like they're, if they were able to get a lot of nuance, you know, with Riddler, even though he's <laughs> given the fact that he's a fucking like serial killer, crazy serial killer, uh, QAnon motherfucker, yeah, like I, I hope they could still do the same thing with Joker. Well, you know, yeah, where they don't go all the way in like explaining everything about him in this grounded, you know, take. So yeah, the the scene that was mi- that that was missing, um, mm-hmm. it was a profiling that uh, Batman did on the unmasked, uh, the unnamed prisoner, which is heavily implied to have been. Who have met Batman before? To have had already interacted with this version, year two Batman at some point, which makes sense given that this is a yeah. You because know, that's the thing. I can understand why you have you know you have to put Joker in this because how do you make Batman without Joker? It is a yin and yang relationship. You can't have one without the other. In it's a sense. so necessary to the character of Batman. Yeah, because he completely goes against any form of morality Batman has developed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah. It's it's just for me, I love Barry Cohen. Uh, I'm just going to go with Cohen. Yeah. I love Barry Cohen as an actor. I think he can do great as Joker. He can although, be probably one know, of the best, dude, to yeah. be honest. He's that good of an actor. Although I will say, I, I was hoping for Kieran Culkin. Because, <laughs> you know, That's again, great. Yeah, sure. fucking great cast. That's good, yeah. But, you know, this is still good, too. I just hope that whatever we do end up getting from this is, at least for the time being, not the main focus. I hope we're able to get something like a quarter owls to that or, point. or a hush, like this movie is also implying to uh, that we're getting. To that point, um, like I was saying, this scene was cut because I guess Matt Reeves felt like there maybe too. I don't know why specifically it was cut. He, Matt Reeves didn't really give a good reason as to why. Um, well, they tested it. They were they were doing with test audiences and essentially screening the movie with you know as two. He liked more of the he liked more of the surprise element. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Or well, regardless, look, mm-hmm. regardless, look, that issue that you had, that issue that you had where it felt like it was out of place, I felt like that issue would have been less uh, in your mind if it was priorly informed randomly at some point in the film. That's that. You is get the, me? Like if, if that's if, the case, mm-hmm. if it wasn't a case of a random scene at the end of the movie where uh, just a random character starts talking, if it was just like sometime 30 minutes in, into the film, fucking Bruce has to go into Arkham to profile somebody this this guy in the shadows playing with cards or something mm-hmm. you never see him you hear him talk maybe you see his face a bit if that was there in the beginning and then it gets bookmarked towards the end I felt like that 
would have been a much better informed and it would have been much better informed and would have made the world richer in a way Matt Reeves probably intended. I don't know why it's cut. I'm, I cannot fucking wait to see that scene when it finally drops. Probably in a month or two. Probably. That's Maybe what happened the with DVD the BBS. Release. Remember with the Lex Luthor scene? Oh God, that's you remember right. that? Yeah. yeah. Um, what is what 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 what's with WB cutting yeah. these fucking huge important scenes? No, but they just like they just put it on YouTube randomly. Yeah, that's such I a weird. Know. What a weird timeline we're uh, living in. Yeah, with that I don't know. Regardless, and like the idea that like this might be a like young Joker, like a oh, Joker, younger than Batman, younger, yeah. much younger than Batman. That like he's just a person that exists. This is the point I was telling Raúl like before. There's a character in Berserk called the Egg of the Perfect World. And Raul will get to that. When you get to that, you'll understand completely what I mean by all this. But you're talk- a- you were talking about somebody who was just like, he, he was has always born- been this way. He was a, a Gollum. He's like a Gollum-esque character in Berserk where he was born very uh, decrepit and uh, crippled. He was just born, you know, with deformities. Yeah. And he was shunned completely by society. And it wasn't one of those cases where he was he was like trying to be a good person and society broke him like a la Joker nineteen ninety uh twenty nineteen. Um it was a it was kind of a just a character that's just always lived in this reality and he is he is he isn't he was he's not a victim of society, he is a byproduct. He just exists. He exists in society, he mm-hmm. is the byproduct of society. Yeah. And the idea that this might be a Joker that's just always been like this, or like the idea that maybe this Joker just showed up there. He was just a he was just a mental patient, John Doe, that just showed up in the asylum randomly. Nobody knows who he is. He's just fucked and he just knows he likes the guy in the back. It's it's pure joker. Like, it's, you know, it, it's, that's that's what he should be as a character. Oh my god, that's great! And like, I I would love to see him just like walk around barefoot all the time. Like I and like I'm just imagining like, if Matt Reeves, if I, if what I think Matt Reeves is, if the direction I think Matt Reeves is taking with this franchise, if that's what it plays out, I believe this Joker will be Hannibal Lecter esque villain. Probably the next film will be more of a Silence of the Lambs type of deal, where Hush comes in. It's different elements of that, you know, of a different villains. Literally come in, any other big villain <laughs> and, at this point. Yeah, and like Joker is just always there, kind of poking fun at Batman. Mm-hmm. He, Batman needs his help for something, something of that. Those lines. He's always behind the glass in this interpretation until possibly the last film. I feel like this, if anything, this trilogy is building towards the origin. An origin story for the true representation of Batman, kind of like what they did with Tom Holland's Spidey. Yeah, and, and then the Joker as well. And yeah, this would be the origin story of what we consider the Joker. And to be honest, man, maybe that's just me coping. I fucking love that. No, I think that's. I, I think it is a good in, um, approach to it. I just. I just hope you're that, right. Though you, know, you are like, valid, you are hundred percent valid. No, it's I, an oversaturated I, I character. Well, that's you know? the thing. We just had a fucking movie yeah. with him two years ago. Yeah, like the the the, the thing I I, I it's have a Joker, with it. Joker similar to Batman in that you can do him anyway. Yeah, but, that's but, what makes him so good. That's why they're so connected because yeah. you can do both. You they're very both. malleable characters. It, but the thing is, for me, it's like I hope this trilogy gets to introduce other 
parts of the Batman mythos that we just haven't really gotten as much or you know, or better representation or just no representation. Dude, I at would all. love to see Hush. I would love to see Hugo Strange. Oh, I Hugo would Strange love... too is somebody Dude, we haven't gotten. You know, maybe I take another crack at fucking Bane. Give us a like a more st- true to form Bane. I want to see Mister Freeze. I gave I gave Raul my fucking take on what I wanted like to see in the Mister Freeze. Yeah, that's you know That'd like be fun. And I think like Poison Ivy. Fuck it, you know. And, and, and I will say this. I I'm more want to make a COVID an- analogy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know? <laughs> I, I I am excited at the prospect of having Kurdo Owls just be like another thing for another movie. Thankfully, it w- didn't go out the same the way I was expecting. Where you know, kind of like the Joker thing, they kind of just tack on a Kurdo Owls reveal in there, or think- they ended up becoming like a sudden hidden villain in this movie. I'm 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 more excited at like the prospect. Lot, yeah. I like yeah. that they didn't, they didn't go that route. Yeah, no, because it made for you know, and this goes back to like some of the real like politics that we uh, that this movie actually tries to discuss. You know, where it kind of just forces the question of like, what exactly does Batman do for a society when you know a bunch of them, a bunch of the fucking orphans are all hawked hoc- uh, up on drugs, and all the cops are corrupt. Most of the cops are corrupt. Yeah, and everything's kind of just controlled by the mob, essentially. And there's a, there's kind of an implicate there's there's subtle implications of like a s- kind of society mm-hmm. in this that's definitely pulling strings. Yeah, but thankfully it wasn't the case of like that's why something I also is obvious like, at that, Court of Owls. Yeah, but that's why I really like you know Reeves's direction in this, where it made the case for making for talk trying to talk about a more serious topic uh, or more serious topics. Than just pulling the, the the fan favorite card or the fanboy card and going straight into up oh, secret society courthouse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, we, it's could, all, it, we could get there. It's all the in fault, a sequel. It's all but the thankfully fault it's of all, one of one team. It's not the fault of various things. It's more. It, it'd be more boring if it was just all oh, the court of owls fault. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and thankfully it doesn't go that route. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and and that's why I think, you know, having, kind of incorporating something like the court of owls into a sequel where it's its own separate standalone story works better now that i think about it because thankfully this movie you know like you have your cake and you eat it too it's literally this sort of case with the sort of batman movie you know white privilege <laughs> aside or not i don't know so funny yeah do you think okay Which, look first of all works perfectly within the context of this movie works perfectly with the themes of this movie that line you know that's something that gives and it's People are gonna fucking shit their pants the about it for Shapiro years. Ben Shapiro so funny. Uh, thinking that, uh, thinking that this movie doesn't understand Batman and hates the character. Of Batman. Ben Shapiro is gonna go to jail in five years. Okay, so like, I don't give a fuck. He'll make sure of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's gonna make a movie so bad that he has to legally go to jail, or he's just you know gonna be in, uh, compl- complicit in some shit. Regardless, it's it's bullshit that like people are just gonna find a thing to you know critique about and just get angry about and. You know, something as trivial as that. As trivial as that, and and it's and it's a shame because you it's know, crazy like, how your entire like people's entire like viewpoints and like politics and morality goes complete shit when one line like that just fucking ruins the entire movie. Like, bro, yeah, really? it's almost like comic book fans. <laughs> like, but you know what I'm what I'm trying to say with this is that you know like if that's the controversy, just one fucking obvious little line that is just the only big obvious thing that's. Well, okay, not really the most big, uh, big obvious thing. But like, if it's just one little line that makes this movie "quote unquote" controversial, fine, I guess. You know, but that's cool it, it. It's 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 stupid to get angry about. At the end of the day, it's a fucking movie. But you know, it it, it made it makes a lot of sense for what this story is trying to tell. 
and it's a new age Batman. It, it doesn't need you don't need to get fucking angry. We don't live it, in you know? we don't live in like like you know, obviously we live in a post nine eleven world, but like we're not. This is a movie where one of the jokes in it is literally a decapitated thumb attached to a USB drive. Thumb drive, which is called in a car. Drive. In a car. Thumb drive. <laughs> yeah, and like, like what? Like how? Are you, why are you gonna get angry? You know, like what? What's the point in getting angry? Politics aside. Yeah. Do you think this Batman cinematic universe will exist past Rob's Batman? I hope not. Do you think like do you think like somewhere along the line they're gonna eventually introduce a bat bat family and like eventually pass the torch off to some version of a nightwing set in this world? I don't like want how it. far do you think this cinematic universe is gonna go? Because if they wanna do Court of Owls, again, I'm treating this version of Batman as its own cinematic universe. The Gotham City cine- the Gotham cinematic universe, whatever they want to go. That's actually pretty good. That's actually pretty good. The GCU. The GCU, that's actually really good. <laughs> Holy shit, damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like do I you think, I don't want it to go past this supposed trilogy. Cuz we're going to have a trilogy and we're going to have TV shows, remember. Yeah, but here's my thing. And if like, they were to do a cinematic universe, Court of Owls would be the perfect grand story for that. Y- yes, but I think in that context if they wanted to do Batman They'd probably have to save it for a long time. My my issue. I mean, if they want to do Court of Owls. My issue with it is obviously like, you know, attachment to casting. Because who knows if Robert Pattinson will want to stay as Batman he, for he, longer I than think, a trilogy. I and, think we're and getting three movies involvement for sure. in st- stories. And, if all and three TV play shows. out, uh, I'm sorry for cutting you off. But yeah, mm-hmm. if all three play out like well, I think we're getting those three movies for sure with him. Well, I'm I'm saying like past that. Past that, yeah. I don't really want it. I. That's the what I thing mean. Like, is, would, like, will we get something in this universe? Pa- like, there's always after a possibility. Bruce Wayne. There's always you a possibility. Me? Is what I'm, is what I'm trying like, to tell you. I here. keep saying Allah. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, similar to Tony, like Robert Downey Jr. in the MCU. Yeah. The, the thing is with that, is there a future pe- past him? There's always a possibility. Mm-hmm. Because the unfortunate thing <laughs> that we have to realize now in this industry is, is that Batman makes money. <laughs> IP makes money. Franchises make money universes make money mm-hmm. you know and a batman universe will make money if a fucking obviously it's controlled by disney so you know it'll keep going regardless of its shelf life if a fucking franchise like the mcu can still keep going after a definite end point with something like the last avengers movie with endgame i don't <laughs> un- i don't that, there's not a doubt in my mind that this can also continue with either this version of batman the Keaton version of Batman now, you know. Well, we're dig- we're one hundred percent getting. There's gonna be no shortage of Batman. Yeah, going it, forward. The it fucking sucks that I have to say this now, but yeah, the metaverse is really in full effect on everything now, and it really is just a matter of time for us to see whether that's gonna be stable or, or gonna thing. be good or just gonna be plain old exhausting, mm-hmm. you know. And that's just the thing. It, I am, I'm hopeful that this universe, this GCU, that's how we'll just label it now, mm-hmm. will only just live up to you know this trilogy of movies and, and everything whatever, in between. And everything in between, three. you know. But I won't, I won't doubt it. Mm-hmm. I won't it doubt that them. they'll, you know, that they'll keep going for something like that, even without Matt Reeves' involvement. That's the thing, you know. Like if you're gonna do it. 
you might as well have the people in charge who are capable of telling those stories and who did them in the first place. So and so far it seems like it's like Matt Reeves, um, like uh, the Bruce people, Tim, J.J. Abrams. Well, I mean, just like the people involved in in this movie in particular, like you know, producer like Dylan Clark. You I'm know, saying more like, so just the team so far we've had behind like what we're what we know we're getting. Yeah, yeah, it. It's a matter of you know, wait and see. I guess you know, let's. I wouldn't put it past it, but you know, I would kind of want it to be an end. I would, I would, I, I like, I want there to be an end to almost everything. You know, that's an awful thing to say out of context, but like, I, I genuinely mean that because when you have something that goes on forever and ever and ever, without a definite endpoint in sight, you kind like there is an easy chance to just get exhausted over that. You know, we've seen that with these Marvel movies. You know, even though we enjoy them from time to time, like. Fuck, dude! I wish it could have ended at Hame Game, and you know we probably would have had like five years to wait for another Marvel movie or just another new interpretation altogether. But you know that's just how it is. Uh, let's see. Wasn't really that much of a spoiler talk for for Batman in that sense, but I mean, no, I'm I'm saying again, for this little conversation. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're wrapping it up. Yeah, yeah, true. I will say, yeah, I would like a sequel as soon as possible, though, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do want to see more from the story, I mean, from I'm, this universe. I'm just very happy that we're get that we just have a definitive version of Batman that most people can agree is great. Yeah, no, Pattinson fucking killed, killed it. it, and I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. And oh man, he is <laughs> that Batman desperately needs to get laid too. That poor dude, that poor soul. I think I, I think like in his backstory, he's so had, much. I think in his backstory, he's had like one girlfriend. Really? Yeah, like in that Batman prequel uh, novel they released. Oh, did you read it? Uh, I saw a video on like everything. On, like, oh, all, like, okay. It's like um, like uh, Paul Dano. Um, I mean, uh, Edward Nashton was like a delivery driver. Um, oh yeah, he was a Grubhub driver. <laughs> n- not Grubhub, but like he was just a delivery driver, uh-huh. and then like eventually making his way to be a forensic analyst. And Bruce Wayne was kind of like just a loner, like uh kind of car like muscle head dude mm-hmm. and like who just would who would just like build up his this batmobile and just would go out racing at night with random people just looking for a thrill Literally, <laughs> you know actually yeah. no no actually and like <laughs> a really really cool part about it that uh he always kept it hidden away from alfred because he didn't want because he think alfred would fucking kill him <laughs> and he's he, like he'd be sneaky about it he like that's what he would try to like learn how to like sneak about you know but but Alfred always knew. That's so funny. <laughs> Alfred knew exactly where Bruce was, exactly at what point in the house, where in Gotham, in the back. He knew all of that. I will say, I I, I want to reiterate again. I do like the fact that this Batman is still inexperienced. Oh yeah, and still kind of a when dumbass. he gets when he when he fucking itch eats shit. Uh, oh yeah, Spider Man two sequence. Yeah, Spider Man two style. Fucking yeah, dude. just breaks his back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So funny, but I love it. that and like. The whole Riddler scene is probably that's probably my favorite part of the film. The FaceTime, not the FaceTime. Uh, their interrogation, the interrogation in the cell. It's great because it's just Paul Dano's just a great actor, and you could tell like he's just having so much fun fucking around with. Oh that. yeah, dude. Just it, his voice is just going up and down the scale. He's fucking screaming, singing. Oh god, I love it. It's great. Had fun with this one. Now, <laughs> what comes next? <laughs> what do we do now? After? What can we be excited for? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, shit, what, I guess the next, yeah, the next movie's, if we don't count Legion of Super Pets in terms of DC movies, Black Adam's next. Oh, shit. That's coming out. Uh, comic book movies, I mean, we still got, crazy a, how, how, we got how, two months to Doctor Strange. It's crazy how, like, not excited I am compared to, like, Batman. 
because it's just The Rock. <laughs> like, um, I think CM Punk went on a fucking interview about this. It's like, even he was saying, yeah, I love John Cena as an actor. Or maybe I'm misquoting. Maybe it's not CM Punk. But I remember hearing somebody else talk, uh, like somebody in the wrestling world saying something like, yeah, John Cena's such a great actor. I don't know what's going on with The Rock. He kind of just plays the same guy in every movie. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, he's... Batista and Cena actually act. Yeah. And that, and the Rock just gets paid. Yeah. I mean, shit, he gets paid well, though. He gets paid you know, well. I'll, I'll give him that, but, you know, I would hope that Dwayne can make a really, like, interesting out-there performance for Black Adam. But then again, it's Black Adam. Uh, what? And then after that is Flash, right? Or yeah. Oh, yeah, Flash and then Aquaman, too. So, hey, if you're... You still want more Batman? <laughs> yeah, we're getting more Batman in a few months. So, wait, 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 what? What? Flash? Oh yeah, true. true. We're getting two fucking Batmans, oh, I, I dude. Forget, yeah, I forget about that. <laughs> I know you're talking about like a separate Batman thing. Oh no, for some no, reason. no. Well, yeah, we're also getting Cape Crusader. Oh yeah, but that's which next gonna year. be fucking amazing. That's next year. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not too bad. It's a great time to be a Batman fan. True, true. It's not too bad. That's our review. Yeah. For the Batman. Yeah. An hour. Ain't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can never fucking complain again. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this episode doesn't go up <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. We're like borderline. Like we recorded two episodes of like the last episode we were supposed to record and we're like borderline considering whether or not we're even going to like use that last episode because the audio got fucked. Yeah. Uh, this audio is good now. Like it's going to sound great, but oh fuck. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Have a Maria.